Hey there, and welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Kinsey Dazinski, a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified professional coach, and this is a podcast for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. Today, we are wrapping up our February series on healthy sexuality by talking about what to do when your sex life gets stagnant. Now, these are going to be professional tips, not new tools or techniques to spice up your sex life, although I'll have links to a couple of resources in the show notes. But I hope you've been enjoying this series. I know a few husbands who have in particular relaying to me through their wives their appreciation for these conversations. So if you're one of those husbands and you're listening, you're welcome. All right, so here's the deal. Ideally, you and your spouse are going to be married for a really long time. And that means, hopefully, you're going to have lots and lots of sex with your partner throughout your life. So think about that for a minute. If you're newly married, think about it as you envision your future. And if you've been married for a while, think about it as you also envision the future and remember the past. Think about how different honeymoon sex is from the first few years, or how different pregnancy sex is from the parenting-toddler years, or how different sex is in your 30s and 40s compared to sex in your 50s, 60s, and 70s, right? I know some of you have never thought that far ahead about your sex life, but nonetheless, the goal of a healthy married sexuality is to learn how to enjoy each other and how to be sexually intimate throughout the lifespan, to learn and relearn what mutual pleasure means through each phase and stage of life that you two will share together. And we don't often talk about all the change and transition that impacts a marriage, much less a married couple's sex life together whether it be family life cycle stages, age, personal development changes, or any number of normal circumstances. Change in life is inevitable, and so is change in our sex lives. Whether it's changing bodies, a change in schedules or time together, a change in sexual functioning, etc. And sometimes what I find is that couples' sex lives get stuck during these transitions, Because on top of everything else a couple has to think about, adjusting their sex life to meet their current life stage often isn't one of them, at least not consciously. So if that's you, if you're thinking as you listen, well, huh, I guess we did get stuck or stagnant at a certain point in our life or marriage, then without assigning blame, without faulting each other, I simply want you to acknowledge the change or transition as you continue to listen to see if one of these four solutions could apply to you and your married sex life. My first suggestion is if you find yourself stuck sexually, seek out psychoeducation or sexual education. Sometimes it's just a matter of being stuck in a rut. One or both of you feels like it's the same thing time after time, or maybe you've told your spouse something that feels good for you or that you like, And it's like that one move or technique has gotten locked into your partner's brain and you're needing a change. So if either of these are the case, it could be as simple as communicating that you need something different, or it could be educating yourself by reading a trustworthy resource on sex to figure out what that something different might be. Now, if you're stuck because one of you is getting hung up on a certain phase of the sexual response cycle, for example, whether it be your desire to perform as a husband or your desire to orgasm as a wife, it doesn't matter who's stuck exactly because guess what? When it comes to your sex life, if one person is stuck, you're both there. And so the solution to that is twofold. For the person with the identified issue to take responsibility for getting help, 
whether that's through reading or therapy, as we'll talk about in just a second. But for the couple to then work together toward the solution, whatever that may mean for the supporting spouse. In the case of the husband with performance anxiety, he may need to learn some anxiety management techniques or some type of mindfulness practice. His wife's role then would be to support him as he does, to help bring his attention and focus back during the sexual encounter, and to affirm and encourage him along the way. Or in the case of the wife experiencing anorgasmia, she may need to learn more about her own genitalia, what feels good, relaxing, and sexually stimulating all at the same time, and what doesn't. Her husband's job then is to learn with her, patiently supporting her and waiting for her cues and her stops when it comes to her pleasure. So either way, some sex education, psychoeducation, and or therapy may be useful here. My second suggestion is if you find yourselves in a season where your work schedules have changed, the amount of time you spend alone together has changed, or is close to non-existent, then it may be time to schedule sex. I know this is the least sexy sounding thing ever, but certain seasons sometimes require it. And it doesn't mean that it can't be enjoyable or even exciting as you both move toward the day and time you set for yourselves. Just make sure that it's feasible for both partners. Do you need to have sex in the mornings? If you value your sleep, do you need a sound machine for your room and to have sex as soon as the kids go to sleep? On what days of the week are you both likely to have the most energy based on your schedules? Do you need to hire a babysitter or send the kids to grandma's house for an hour once a week? Sometimes couples end up in my office who haven't quite adjusted their sex life to their current family life cycle. Maybe they're in their young parenting years or they have new jobs that are making it really hard to find time and energy. And sometimes couples are able to adjust and schedule sex and it completely changes their moods from sour to sweet, (laughs) their chilliness becomes warmth, and they're able to move forward because now they're both feeling happy and connected enough to give each other the benefit of the doubt and work together in other areas of life and marriage as well. Some couples, however, come in with old expectations that they're still hanging on to of spontaneity, or even because of unrealistic expectations that they can magically concoct a world where their sex life is what it once was, which usually fails to take into account where their spouse and family life are now in this current stage. And so when there's a little pushback to the suggestion, and often, surprisingly, from the partner who's complaining about not having sex, My thought process is, okay, well, if your options are scheduling sex or not having it, then what else is going on or getting in the way? Is it letting go of old or unrealistic expectations? Is it ego? Is it fear, lack of maturity, failure to consider how helpful this could be to their partner or to the marriage overall, or something else like a power dynamic? Now, Part of what gets hard for couples sometimes is just getting started again if they've fallen out of the habit of having regular sex. And when that's the case, I tell couples just schedule it and just do it. You've just got to get that one out of the way. Don't place such high expectations on it. If you haven't had sex in a few weeks to a month or more, your relationship is probably feeling a little out of whack anyway and maybe a little disconnected. So it's kind of unreasonable to place the same expectations for amazing sex as you did on your sex life when you both had more alone time and more energy. Does that make sense? So give yourselves a break. 
If you've been sexually inactive for a while, agree to come together for warm-up sex, if you will, to get that one out of the way, and then go on to schedule other times together that will then likely come more naturally once you guys are engaging regularly again. Now, if you find yourself stagnant or even a little weary when it comes to your sex life, my third suggestion is to look at the overall dynamics of your relationship. To use the language of marriage and family therapists, take a look at the system. One marriage and family therapist, David Schnarch, says that in a couple's sex life, the whole dynamic of the marital relationship is played out. So if there are bad attitudes, disrespect, conflict avoidance, power struggles, or a lack of emotional support and attunement in the marriage by either partner, those are likely going to show up in the quality of your lovemaking. Conversely, if there's goodwill, respect, trust, positivity, healthy communication and conflict, and mutual empowerment and emotional support, those things are likely going to carry into the bedroom. So especially if you're the higher desire partner who's somewhat frustrated or perplexed by what's happening at home sexually, Take a look at your overarching dynamics to see if there's any area that I've mentioned here that's lacking. And then humbly apologize, take responsibility for your attitude, lack of care, or what have you, and then work to change your behavior as you patiently wait for your spouse to trust you again, not just emotionally, but sexually as well. And as I mentioned with solution number two, sometimes it's kind of a chicken or the egg situation where having sex can foster closeness and connection and so make your emotional life better, but sometimes there really are areas in the rest of your marriage to really take a look at inside yourself and to tune up in order to make your sex life better. And lastly, if you find that either of you is struggling with some type of sexual dysfunction, my fourth suggestion is to talk to both a medical professional and sex therapist. Bisexual dysfunction, that could mean having lower desire than you would like to have, a lower libido, sex drive, or difficulty getting aroused that's causing distress not only to you but also creating tension between you as you try to sort it out. Bisexual dysfunction, it could also mean potentially having difficulty sustaining an erection, ejaculating before you intend to, or having difficulty orgasming. Now, there are technical names for all of these, but all you need to know is that if you're having difficulty with desire, arousal, erection, orgasm, or pain at any point before, during, or after the sexual experience, now is the time to go see your doctor, maybe your gynecologist or urologist, maybe a pelvic health specialist, and a Christian sex therapist if you can find one in your area. Because listen, issues of sexual functioning can be complex, but they can also be treated, some of them more easily than you'd think when working with a team of a medical professional and a certified sex therapist. So if you identify with any one of these and you're beginning to think that perhaps seeking professional help would be beneficial to you in your marriage, I would so encourage you to do so now while you're thinking about it and maybe feeling a dose of courage. Now, as we conclude, I do want to let you know about couples coaching at Brave Marriage. Different from marriage therapy, couples coaching begins as an eight-week coaching program that walks you and your spouse through goal-setting together, both personally and individually. I've had couples work toward growing businesses, getting on the same page with finances, 
even working toward what this series is all about, sexual intimacy. And then I use a set of communication and problem-solving skills to help you as a couple meet your goals for your marriage. Think of this as an intentional, proactive investment in your relationship. Couples coaching is for couples who are both already on board with personal and relational growth, who sense their strengths, their growth areas, and the opportunity to be even stronger together. So if this interests you, visit bravemarriage.com contact, and I will be happy to answer any questions you have or to set up your first session, as some of you have already done. Again, that's bravemarriage.com contact. Your action step for today is to determine with your spouse which suggestion best applies to you in your particular stage of life, and then talk together about how to move forward, whether it's reading a book, spicing it up, scheduling sex, or seeking out a certified sex therapist. And I'll have a link to Christian sex therapist in the show notes. I want you to bring back to mind the length of time you hope to be married and all the years that you could be enjoying a mutually satisfying sex life together. What does each of you need to do to set yourself up for long-term sexual success? In my prayer for your marriage this week is that you'll take action. All right, guys, I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Love is not a battle Love is not a bond Love is just as fragile It is strong.